my grandma. Hello, Dottie. It's me, Pee-wee. Where are you calling from? Texas. Where? Honest. Listen, I'll prove it. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> It's the Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Hello, hello, hello. I see some noise, some things moving when I'm talking. Did you do? Any topics that we're supposed to be talking about? <laughs> no, but well, I had some ideas about. I feel I feel a little guilty because I feel like there's some completists out there that might want to know that for like the last five or six weeks, we've been putting out a podcast on Friday at noon or one o'clock East Coast time, and then over the next couple of days, Scott has been continually sending me like more editing notes. And so I've been (laughs) revising the podcast and then putting up new versions so that the, the version of the podcast that people hear on Friday is not the same as it is on Saturday. And sometimes it's not the same as it is on Sunday. So if you want to hear the rawest or the least edited version of the podcast, you got to listen or download them. On Fridays. Can you download the original? I think on SoundCloud, uh, you can download stuff. Okay. And keep them in your collection. Um, And so sometimes some of the people who comment are commenting on like the first version of the podcast. But then a couple days later, their comments don't make any sense anymore. Like, so for instance, this week, Cindy, remember your friend Cindy Yip? Yeah. She asks uh, what word gets bleeped at a min- at an hour and 14 minutes. So uh, so like for this week on Friday we didn't put any bleeps in. So when Scott when Scott was talking about Justine calling Beyonce a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you heard the word bitch and then on Saturday or Sunday we put a bleep in just cuz we thought it might be funnier if you didn't hear the word bitch and you heard the bleep. Yeah. But then also, later on, when we're talking about the Meg and the Meg not eating that dog, Scott says the Meg, it's because the Meg is a pussy. And then I say to him, um, don't use the word pussy like that, dude. And then on Saturday, we bleeped the word pussy both times. So it's like the, the Meg is a bleep. Don't use the word bleep like that. But then on Sunday... He decided to cut that whole segment out. Yeah. So that now if you listen to the podcast, there's no talk about the Meg being a pussy. But there's still Cindy's comment on SoundCloud saying, What's what are you guys bleeping out? Well, we're not bleeping out anything. 
So, if you read the comments and you don't know what the hell people are talking about, it's because they're talking about an earlier version of the podcast. And if you want to get in on the most foul mouth version of our podcast, you probably have to listen to the Friday edition. That's been going on for like a month now? At least. Because it, at some point, there was something that Scott really wanted me to change. And I was like, sure, I can do it. And he was like, oh, I, oh you can? He said, I didn't realize you could change things after they get published. And I said, yeah, with SoundCloud, you can. And then that also pushes the new version out to all the other podcast platforms eventually. Although I don't know if it's immediate. And then he said to me, he sent to me an email. He said, okay, cool. I promise not to abuse or overuse this power. (laughs) But meanwhile, he's been completely abusing it and overusing it every week since. Like, it's like a constantly revised thing. That's been something we've been doing, Scott and myself, for 25 years, where we'll have final, it'll go and then we realize oh we forgot we didn't catch this and then we either leave it or we catch it and we make you know make the adjustment right so there's there's like typos on the records and stuff that we didn't catch right so some of them so the other thing i wanted to mention about the podcast is that i don't know about other streaming platforms but on apple podcasts which i can see on my iphone you can, listeners can leave reviews of the podcast. Yeah. Like just in general, like not a specific episode, but like they can give our podcast like one to five stars. And we've got 91 ratings so far and we're averaging 4.9 out of five stars, which is fantastic. But then if you want to, you can also write a review. And I, somebody once told me that the more, ratings you have and the more reviews you have the better it is for your algorithm and it'll push your podcast up on okay i don't know what so if you're listening to the podcast and you like the podcast feel free to go to apple podcasts and give us five stars or whatever and also write a review if you want so we got a review on august 20th from somebody named map wesd i don't know that doesn't even seem like a name to me But they say what we needed and they gave us five stars and they said, thank God for this pod. It's a good hang, funny bits and killer rock and roll stories. I end up going down unexpected routes. Example, I maybe never would have expected to spend over an hour listening to Prince's drummer have a chat or actually maybe yes, I would and did, but didn't plan on it. Yet I loved every second. Sometimes you've got to just push play and let her rip. I listened to about 15 to 25 of 15 of the 25 available pods and plan to smash play on all. I'm also picking up on new bands to check quite often. So there you go. There's a rave review yeah. for our podcast. And we have a bunch more rave reviews, uh, but feel free to add to that if you're in the mood. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, uh, I, I get a lot of feedback from people ask, asking about the podcast and stuff. And it's, it's most of it's pretty positive. So, I mean, yeah, what's the worst thing people have said to you about it? <laughs> uh, maybe Scott will bring it up. I, I mentioned something, and he mentioned oh. something, and we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll bring it up. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> is it is it like why the fuck is Ben Riser on that podcast? No, no, it's not bad. Well, yeah. we'll see. But but on a strange note, I came home one day, maybe two weeks ago. I forgot to mention this. Somebody shipped me. I think it's somebody from the, you know, podcast listener, Bill or whatever. 
They shipped me a blue kazoo. <laughs> and I didn't see the name or anything. My wife opened it up and said, here, here's this came for you. And that's the second time somebody sent me something. The first time was a, a, a electrical power strip. So right. I turntable. Right. And now someone shipped me a kazoo and she asked me, did you buy a kazoo? I'm like, no, some, somebody must have sent me this. So I didn't see the name. She might have thrown it out before I saw the name. But whoever sent the kazoo, if they did, thank you. I wonder if it was the same person who sent you the power strip. It's possible. The power strip had a note. Oh. I think it did. Maybe it did. I thought we figured out that the power strip was this Cindy Yip. (laughs) I don't think there was a note with this kazoo. Yeah, I can't remember. Did you talk about kazoos on one episode? No, but uh, over the years, I've been known to harp a kazoo. Is that a a way you use it? I don't know. Harp a kazoo? I don't know. I like it. If it's not, (laughs) I like it. We should start using it from now on. (laughs) I've been known to, to harp on the kazoo. Well, there's, there's that thing called a Jew's harp, which is like the thing that from the peanuts that goes boing, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like this metal thing and there's like a little metal tab and it like makes this sort of springy sound. I haven't seen one of those. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. And then I think they sometimes call a harmonica like a mouth harp. Is that right? Or is that something different? Uh, it could be. I don't know why I said the word harp. I just, well, I like I... it. I think that was a good instinct you had. Uh, it was subliminal in some way, because I've never used that word in my life in that mm-hmm. context. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey. Uh, they can't hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Can now. Whoa, can you hear me? <laughs> you, you can hear me. Yes. We you can probably don't you. have us going through your headphones, maybe. No, no, I do. It's just that somehow the thing got turned down. Someone's been fucking with... All right, let me record this. Someone's been fucking with my shit all night. One, two, three, four. Is that cool, Ben? I mean, sure. I can hear you. Someone's been fucking with all my pedals. They've been fucking... Like, I'll bet Dave Perner did this. I'll bet Dave Perner came back and was like, what's this fucking shit? And started fucking with it. (laughs) Are you guys at the merch booth? No, I, uh, we're backstage. The merch is killing right now, but Ryan could not figure out how to, uh, you know, get the computer on. So I'm here. I'm going to let you talk to Ryan. I'm going to go finish up the merch because that's the way Gabe would like it. Here you go. Oh, God, I can't. You put them in your ears. I know. I don't know which. Oh, left. And then it doesn't really matter because it's not a Beatles record. Hello. (laughs) I'm not wearing any pants right now. That's nice. Did you just get up? Did you just get off the stage? Just got off the stage. Scott's like, "Why don't you run back there and start talking to those guys?" And I was did like, you, "Did you play uh, the set in your underpants? Did you do a box?" No, I wish I should have. I should have mm. got my own speedo. Yeah, but no, I packed up a little. There was a tiny little elevator that was right by the stage where we had to load off, so it was just real slow. West Texas, baby, where the beer flows like wine. You're in a place, you're in a town or a city called The Colony? Yeah, it's like, it's not unincorporated per se, but yeah, it's called The Colony, Texas. And That's it's so weird. just north of Dallas, northwest a little bit. Yeah. My buddy lives in Austin and he's like, good luck. <laughs> like, I guess there's some towns and cities in the United States that have Spanish names and they have like the Spanish version of the. 
yeah. in front of them. But I yeah. can't think of another city or town or unincorporated anything that's called the colony or the Me either. There was uh, I thought it was like a. Where's the other place? We do Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. Have you been there, uh-huh. Gabe? That's in Dallas, yeah. and that's like another outdoor one. It's like half sheltered, but it was still 107 real field a day. So I've <laughs> probably knocked about two more notches on my belt off. <laughs> yeah, you actually do look really thin right now. Thank you. I, uh, it's, it's called heat. How was the show, though? I mean, was it? Was show is great. It sounded good. Um, we had a lot of fans out, so it's always good to like start the show out because some nights it's like, well, there's some people trickling in and then other nights we're like, yeah, we got the full, yeah. the full peep right in front with all the local eight shirts and stuff. But I think I saw Dante and I know Mark and Lucy, his dog were there and a couple <laughs> other people. Yeah. So it's good. They got like an upper deck and, it's fun to actually start the show out and have like the diehards in front and then the soul asylum people like kind of waiting around and back. And especially with <laughs> playing as good as dead front to back. As soon as I saw what you did hit, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been, it was a good show, I guess I would is say. It, is it, is it just as good as dead net center? Or do you go into a couple others? Uh, we do as good as dead, just like we did it when we did it with Joe on the tour. So it's like paced out as far as Scott's tuning is or how the songs are tuned. So high five and it's not second. It's closer to the end, but yeah, it's been going well. We did it. What? Two nights ago at the ACL in that room it was delicious. It sounded great in there. <laughs> Are you, are you recording any of these shows? Uh, no, I didn't bring my GoPro this time. I'm going to do it on like the lifer stuff, but I got to think of something new because all of my angles are either on my side of the stage or Scott's side of the stage, you know? And if I do it really far back, then we're just like tiny little dots. So I don't know. Maybe I got to get a new camera or something. Or we have John Oaks come out. Pro, pro shot. <laughs> well, cool. How are you guys doing? What's what's the haps with you guys? I uh, I got a brand new seventy seven inch TV that I just took out of the box, and I'm. Did dying. you get it? Oh, go ahead, finish. Sorry. Well, no, I'm just dying to like turn it on after we're done with this. Seventy seven. So that means you can watch seventies movies as much as you want on your seventy seven mm-hmm. inch TV. That's exactly right. I should watch movies only from nineteen seventy seven. Would be good. I need one that size. Hold on. What's up? What's up, bro? Nothing. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that for us? Cool. You could just set it here, and then I'll order some food, and maybe, like, can we still order in, like, an hour? Of course. All right, great. All right, cool. I'll send her in. I might not be here the rest of the night, but I'll make sure she keeps Yeah, just tell her, like, an hour or something. No, no, you're good. We can edit it out. Okay. Thanks, yeah, man. No, we yeah, should bring wow. him in. He should be the guest <laughs> on the podcast. He's the guest. I thought that. Scott said he started it, so I thought like Soul Asylum would be back here going, "What's this stuff?" You know, but they were too busy warming up. You guys got your own room tonight? Yeah, I mean we get our own room every night, but it's nice because today was a short drive, but sometimes following this bus route gets a little airy. Like we got a ten and ten and a half hour drive to get to Huntsville tomorrow, so we'll probably stop somewhere around Memphis or something like that. But then after that, 
we go back to Ohio. <laughs> I feel like we, <laughs> we kept going through Ohio. We go home, or actually, then we do Detroit in Grand Rapids. And then we have two days at home. And then we run out to, not Bismarck, where is it? Wisconsin, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Benton, Oklahoma. Yeah, we added a bunch of shows. Not a bunch, but like five or six because the first seven canceled. So we're like, well, let's try and make it up for people. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you what had is to drive that? through? What? Have you had to drive through Pennsylvania yet? Oh, yeah. Well, I feel oh. like the first whole chunk of the tour, we were just a sheets or a Wawa, you know? <laughs> Stop here. Go there. Where are you, Gabe? What's this big yellow funhouse thing you got behind you? It's my hotel. I'm, I'm at a That's place. A great question, Ryan. I'm at, a, I'm at an undisclosed location. Okay, okay. I thought you were laying down and filming, but you're sitting up, and that's a big, tall man. A, what do you call it's, it? It's, it's a headboard. Headboard. Now we only have Ryan here, but we, you still aren't fully on camera. Can you just tilt that thing so that you're this way, like this? Tilt the screen, so you're. Oh, yeah. you do that. You do this for the the, the YouTube's later, right? Well, also we so just like get to a see full... you when we're talking to you, even if nobody else sees it. We want to. So it's not. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> is that the microphone? Did he bring the microphone? Yeah, yeah, he's got a blue. It's got the THX certified microphone. So I don't know if that's George Lucas or what. Do you, are you able to sit? Can you sit down? Uh, I can, but I'm soaking wet. So oh, okay. I'm going to stick to this leather chair, but look at these nice pillows they got. Oh, wow. <laughs> like a Furby. Yeah, I just want well, to get comfortable and get next to the microphone and we can have a Get all up in here. All right. So there can't be too many Soul Asylum shows left. I mean, it's there's be- not. We're really chipping them down. It feels like we've been out here forever, though, because you do two shows and then you got a day off and then one canceled and then you're like, sheesh. But and the long drives also make it feel like pretty long. But yeah, I think we got six left now. Six six left to go. Is it just a dumb idea that I keep having in my head for you to get Michael Bland to play a song with you guys? No, I mean he's always back there. So I mean I've asked him like I think our joke was Scott would do sexy motherfucker. Yeah, in high five and that yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he mentioned something about that. Michael's funny though. He's he's great. He's like, all right, well, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, you guys have fun thought, with that one. I also thought you could do three songs. You could do sexy motherfucker, high five and motherfucker, and then that darkness song, get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker. Do you know that one? I don't know that one. Is oh, that a new a darkness song? No, that's from their first album. That's that was oh. their first big. Song with a thing about. called love on there yeah that's the one nice. that's the album Ooh. get your hands off of my woman motherfucker mother that's a great motherfucker song. all right i'll listen to it i've never heard it um what was the other one we were gonna do oh i've been trying to get him to do the somebody to shove like in the middle of high five and two like a, just a half step down or something but we always are joking around with each other and then when it comes time i think we just are all business <laughs> I didn't get a chance to say this to Dave Perner when he was on, but the 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 two weeks that I spent on a Soul Asylum tour was when they were touring for Grave Dancers Union, and they would sometimes, rarely, but sometimes they would start their sets with somebody to shove, and I always thought that was the best opener. Like, there's no better opener. It's so fucking great to start a show with that thing. But it really is. That's a lot. 
No, I guess they, they do usually like second. Sometimes they'll do it second. I've heard them go into yeah that one, or they'll go into misery right after you know like third or fourth one. Right, and then they usually save like black gold and runaway train for later or something. But yeah, I think somebody to show would be a good one coming out of the gate. It's yeah, that song is irresistible to me. It really is. It's one of my favorite ones. Woo! So do you do, do you strictly don't drive at night after a show? You're always staying. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless it's like a crazy long drive, we might just be like, hey, let's get an hour out of the way. But even just that little bit after we went through all the intensity of playing, loading in, loading out, you know, since we do it all on our own, we are just bushed. Yeah. For lack of a better term. <laughs> but yeah, then I don't like worry about deer or, you know, anything like that. It's or falling asleep or something. We try to do do it smart. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to help me decide what I'm supposed to eat? Yeah, yeah. That, I want to hear what's on the conversation. Menu. This is, let's see, there's a Parliament quesadelic, which sounds pretty good. Oh, Queso Blanco with uh crispy tortilla chips, the rock and guac, lava nachos, quesadilla. Amplified shrimp. I think these are supposed to be like play on words or something. I think you're right. <laughs> tour bus tailpipe. The tour bus tailpipe comes with roasted and fried poblano pepper stuffed with cheese and topped with jalapeno cream cheese served with cilantro lime rice and charro beans. Hey, that sounds like a vegetarian option for it Kate does. And Scott and you get the cheese and the pepper and the the beans to clear you out. <laughs> is that the whole menu right you just go through i the think whole thing? they do uh just this little thing called the set list for the bands usually oh. clubs like this they'll have a special band menu mm-hmm. so so what are you going to order i don't know i'm really torn i think i want to get the cantina enchiladas there's no ranchero sauce though gabe it's stuffed with oh no wait that's wrong Yep, same thing. Lime rice and the charro beans. Yeah, but this is Texican. Texican. <laughs> it is Texican. It's Texas Mexican. Right. So it's Tex Mex. Tex Mex. That's a lot better than Southern Mexican food. I can guarantee that. I, I bet it is because that's all we've pretty much eaten is fish tacos or, you know, something of that nature. Voodoo shrimp. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it later. So have fans been coming up to you on the road and telling you how much they love hearing you on the podcast? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've only been on a little bit, but I think, I don't know. Nobody's really said anything about me, but uh, they talk about you guys because you guys are quite the entertainment. Yeah. Do you want to hear what people said about our last podcast, the one with Janine? Yeah. Where did you, where do you find it? Well, uh, people, well, people write sometimes on Facebook, but I'm going to read the comments and questions that came to us on SoundCloud, which is where we post these things. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Noren, I think quotes you, Ryan. I can't remember which one of you said that, but he quoted one of you who said, you can't wait to get into some other location when you were talking about getting stuck at a oh, yeah. place for three days. And then Jeremy responds by saying, that's life. 
That's life. Yeah. And then Jeremy also said, oh, geez, a movie. When Scott started talking about filming the last night of the tour. Yeah. I'm surprised he kept that in there. Getting chum in the waters. I really was surprised, too. And I still want to talk. I I don't know anything about this. I want to get some info from Scott. He's been working on the script. Huh. But uh, coming out. What's that? Is Ben going to come out to the Chicago show? Yeah, I'll come out. For sure. Yeah. Get you guys a couple of tables. Get a B&G. B&G table. <laughs> you can sign. I don't, I, I'll sit there with a metallic marker and I'll sign the Livers podcast mugs if we have any. Yeah. <laughs> we still got a few of those at the space if anybody wants to order a mug. Oh, okay. You guys should take them on the next round. If you got yeah. Work. I was worried this first time because we were just trying to take all the shirts. But yeah, if we got some room, it's getting pretty thin. So, yeah, you guys should be promoting the podcast from the stage every night. (laughs) Yes, Scott. What you doing? That's not you can't cross contaminate the you can't mix them. You you can't the the media. It's it's just two different things. (laughs) No mixed media here. So, Cindy, we were talking about that movie, A Bigger Splash, which also I'm amazed made it into the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the final cut. Where he was, Scott was talking about that French movie and then the English remake with Tilda Swinton and Ray Fiennes dancing to the Rolling Stones. And Cindy explains to us that a bigger, because we couldn't figure out why it was called A Bigger Splash, and I made that joke about it being a sequel to Splash. Mm-hmm. Which is a good it's, movie. Yeah. And Cindy says, A Bigger Splash is an acrylic painting by David Hockney. It has a pool in the painting, and I think from what I recall... The cinematography and style is similar to the painting. So there you go. That's why it's called. A that makes movie. sense. Makes total sense. And Cindy also <clears> says <throat> freezies, which is what Janine called those freezer pop things. And I guess Cindy looked it up, although I did too, and I couldn't find it. But she says that, oh, yes, Wikipedia seems to know what that product is. So I guess there is a brand name. Freezer. Freezy. Freezy. Yeah, I think it's a Minnesota brand because I remember those two. Like somebody always be like, you want a Freezy or something? Just cut the scissors off the top or the hardcore kids would just bite the top off. Yeah. In Brooklyn, it was Flavor Ice. <laughs> Flavor Ice. That sounds familiar too. What was it in uh, Zion, Gabe? Yeah, just Gabe. Uh, I just call them popsicles. I mean, popsicles? They weren't popsicles, called like Z juice or nothing? Popsicles <laughs> had the stick. Right. And yeah, then, but it's like it's like it's like pop and coke. It's like a generic term for anything that's frozen juice. Right. Popsicle. I was thinking you guys were talking about the push pops. Remember those? They had like the, yeah. the stuff. Right. I don't know if Where it was they have sherbet like a of, or it's something. It's like a wrapped paper thing, and you push yeah. it through the yeah. Looks like a toilet paper roll with a little plastic straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mm, no, I'm hungry. But the thing that we are really all talking about is all it is is the frozen juice in like a in like a tube of plastic, and there's no stick, and there's no nothing else, and you just keep sort of pushing it from the bottom up and oh, sucking on the top. Uh, no, it was kind of like a triangle or something. Like it was it was flat on one side, and then the other way was flat. So when you squeezed it, it would shoot like shoot up like yeah. a slushy, almost like an icy. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else might not, but I know. Um. Uh, this guy says, um, Jeremy from Soul Asylum has a recording studio. Has there been any conversation of doing any recordings with him? Um, we haven't talked. I mean, he's talked to me about his studio and stuff because him and Ryan do stuff back home. And I mean, we could ask him. 
I don't know if it's in his basement or he rents a space or whatever. I know he's recorded a band that um, my tattoo artist likes recently. I think they're also a two piece. I forget their name though, but I'll remember next band? time. Is that what? a band? My tattoo artist. Is that a band name? No, it's my tattoo artist's name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it could be called my tutor. <laughs> I got to watch that movie. Is it just your tattoo artist or does he do other people? He does other people, but he fixed something that a guy really messed up. Not really messed up, but in the beginning, one of my first tattoos, and now I've gotten every single one from him. Hmm. I know it's boring. <laughs> That's the best story I ever heard. Um, uh, also, um, this dude says, uh, oh my God, yes, Dean Wareham and Britta Phillips are amazing. Saw them in Brooklyn back in the day. Britta's still got those gem chops. <laughs> Who's that? Britta, we were talking about um, that movie Satisfaction with Justin Oh, Bateman. yes. And Britta Phillips is the blonde guitar player, and Scott loves her, and remembered that she was married to Dean Wareham from Galaxy 500, 5000? What's the name of that band? And, and Luna. Yeah. Power Man 5000? No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Uh, See, anyway. I'm not Scott. I don't know. <laughs> right. And then this guy, Anthony, says, hey, how are you guys bored? Don't you bring any board games, cards, video games? Jeez. Um, if you want to know the real answer, there's no time to do anything. Cause we do everything. Like I don't, it's, we're always like, you know, racing to drive there. Then we got to sort the merch or Scott's got to sort the merch. And then we got to find out where we're going to stay and sound check. And then right. it's all just bam, bam. Like I have all the intentions to like document stuff and I pack all this stuff. I did it the last tour. And then I get out here and I'm like, I just, I don't have time to do it. If, if we were, if we had a crew that set up our stuff, it'd be easier. But I think that's my reason why. Well, next I tour, think I'll try and was, do better. I think Anthony was reacting to you guys saying you were stuck in, in that one hotel for too long, like three days. It was three days was yeah. too long <clears throat> and you get bored because there's nothing to do. And I think he's saying, don't you bring stuff to entertain yourselves with? And I mean, those are usually the movies come in, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We should bring a deck of cards. There's actually a deck of cards over here. Um, and this other guy says, is it just me or has Janine been drinking? She's getting really excited about Brooks, <laughs> but I think it's hilarious that Ben brought up Chris Gaines. So thank you. Thanks it for is the pretty shout hilarious. out there, uh, Mark. Marky. Yeah, she likes to, she's super pro. She helps us out and she's just running her ass off all the time. So by the end of the night, or especially since she knew she had a day off, she's like, right. yes, because sure. usually it's the end of the night and she's doing the merch count out and they have like, Gabe, you should see how many pieces of flair they got at their merch booth. It's a lot. <laughs> so I can guess that it's hard to count all that out at the end of the night and figure it out. Cause they got like 10 soft merch things, a bunch of glasses, socks, I just feel like it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, I remember when, when we were in when I was in Milwaukee, they had a whole setup with all their stuff and I think they had the merch person doing their thing and it was it was pretty pretty intense. Mm -hmm. She gets she hires one from the club and I think tonight she's like, I'm a little worried because this girl's never sold merch before. <laughs> so we'll see how she does. I'm surprised they don't have their own merch person. 
Well, she'll do it sometimes, but yeah, I mean, they like to keep it down to a smaller crew too. Cause I think Jeremy, their bass player, he's his own tech. Dave's got his tech who also helps out Ryan, but then I think they all just kind of do the community thing as well. Wow. It's crazy. Who, uh, who is, do they have a drum tech? Does Michael have somebody who sets up? His uh, I think that's also Jeremy and Kyle, their tech. Like they just try to figure it all out, put it all up. Cause Jeremy, he can play He's the session guy. So he plays guitar, drums, whatever he's drummed for a few different bands. He actually funny story. There's a big old wood placard in here of winger. Remember when we were talking about winger before mm-hmm. and Jeremy actually has Kip Winger's number. <laughs> He's like, should we call him? Just tell him we're uh, tell him we're here, hanging out. Is that his real name? Kip Winger can't be his real name. No, it's Kippard. <laughs> <laughs> Kip's got to be short for something. You know, he's eating all the chips. Hey, I Gosh, think, I think you can order some food right now. Someone's coming out. Coming out. I don't. I don't know if I should order yet. I'll wait a little longer. Yeah. Thank you. I just would hate to order without Scott. Oh yeah, because I know tacky. he gets that, he gets hungry. That, that's not the way it's done. How long does that merch line keep keep going? Because uh... uh, he the last couple nights, man, it's been like I'll pack up and load the van and like by usually the last few songs of Soul Asylum, I can go out and kind of take a break, and he's usually still out there. And then he comes. I was going to say the night I saw them at the Piazza, it was, there was a line for the entire soul asylum set. So we may not see, I don't know if Scott's going to be on this episode. (laughs) He might not. I mean, and that's the place where he's been losing his voice and not on stage. So (laughs) it's kind of funny, but I mean, you can't complain if we're selling merch, right? It's what we, it's what we came to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually hoping I can, help out a little bit when I, when I go to shows, cause uh, he's, he's gotta be, it's gotta be uh taxing on him. You know? it's, it's- it really is. I hate to see him come back and, you know, he, we play just as hard as each other fist fighting it out each night. And, you know, like I'm beat after packing up and loading up and we both just look like, you know, we did a few <laughs> rounds with sugar Ray Leonard and luckily like Janine or the club is always on top of feeding us. Cause sometimes we, that gets skipped. And then we get really angry. <laughs> but yeah, wow, wait. Yeah, it's uh, we're working it. Hey, Gabe, did I see some exciting news today on the internet? Which is that there now there's like a purple vinyl version of the mixtape number three that's available. Yeah, the the brutal panda guys decided to put another flavor out there, and it's this the, the purple vinyl LP, I think. Right, Ryan. Yeah, they did the the exclusive purple nurple. So I don't know if that comes out on the eighth too. Did they just add that because they sold so well? I think so. I think the plan was if they did sell out, they're going to do more of a, something else or something. And the guys from Brutal Panda let me know today that they're. All doing- of us are losing our minds. <laughs> I forgot to put down set. Oh, Come here, Janine. Tell them. Sorry. <laughs> you won't be able to hear him, but tell them what you just said. No, what did she say? Right. Losing her mind? She's saying, I think everybody's losing their mind. I said we're getting crazy from the heat. Oh, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Gabe. What were you saying? Sorry. Uh, because the first round sold so much that uh, they decided to put some more out there. And, and when everything comes out, uh, we will have some and the band will have some too. So don't, Great. if you get shut out, don't worry. You'll have a second chance. 
Awesome. Yeah. That's why I keep telling people because they're like, you're out of this, you're out of that. And I'm like, just wait, we're going to get more, you know, and they know that you're good. If they can't find it here, they'll go to G and P. So. Yeah. But there's not going to be a lot. It's going to be like, okay, on Friday it's at noon, it's going to go on sale and people are going to go in and get it or not. So. Right. You got to keep an eye on that page. <laughs> or you guys will have them on a, on a show in wherever when they get them. And, uh, you got to be at the show, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll try our best, you know? I mean, it's I been going saw, all right so far. I, th- I thought I saw some, some dates, maybe of the purple thing that it wasn't going to actually be out until like April of 2022. Is that, was I crazy when I saw that? Is some stuff not coming out in October or November? Uh, that's, know. that's the seven inch box set. The seven inch oh, box yeah. that takes longer than the rest. because It's a custom item. Uh, vinyl is backed up. It takes like right now. It takes like eight nine months to get a record. So the the four set seven inch is the one that's going to take forever. Everything else, you know, the cassette, the CD will be on October eighth, and I think the LP is going to be out a little later than that, and the seven inch a lot later. Patience is a virtue, my friend. <laughs> Hey, another thing that happened this week was the release of the Hackensack. That's right. That was t- yesterday. Yes, it and was. You're not on there, Ryan, nope. are you? Um, I was not needed. But I mean, you can hear it. It sounds great. I don't. I don't need to add anything to that. I think it was supposed to. Scott already had the idea in his head, right. and you know, just let him run. I don't know if you want to reveal this, but are there other tracks on the mixtape that you're not on? Well, if you can cut it out, I will say there are. Oh, well, then I don't. I, there well, are. I mean, it's, you know, if you and Scott decide to cut it out. But, yeah, I think there's three total. I'm not sure. It's been so long. And I think the last version I got that Andy sent me, like my Dropbox or Google Drive is something's jammed up. So it's like I can have it at one point or I can't find it or something. Right. Well, I mean, Hackensack sounds pretty much exactly like the version that he did as one of those quarantine yeah. sessions. But like, so like dreaming was also a quarantine thing that he did by himself is dreaming. Are you on dreaming? We tried it uh, a few times and goddamn Clem Burke, that guy yeah. is something else on that song. Cause I, I'm not a total purist, but like when I go in to learn a song like that, I want to learn the parts, right. You know, and, that one is like a, it's like a high five and times 10, like on speed, you know, cause it's like, boom, boom, did, 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 and he's doing it the whole time and just switching it up. And it's just like, when we do it a little faster or the same, it's just like, a, it's ridiculous to try and keep up with it. And it didn't sound as cool as uh, Scott trying it by himself. Cause he was messing with his pedals. And then all of a sudden he was like, Oh, wait a second. I think I got something here. Um, I'm trying to remember the other one he did. Oh, Doves. It's, I think we there's a softer version of Doves Cry and then a heavy version. Right. Right? Does everybody already know that? I saw uh, the track listing and it looked like there were two versions of Doves and I figured I didn't okay. know if you were on one or both or whatever. Yeah, we did that the other night and we're like, where do we do it? In Cincinnati. And I was like, oh man, I hope Michael thinks it's okay. But he didn't say anything, so. <laughs> Did he play on that? 
He didn't play uh, on it. On no, the I don't recording. think there's drums on that song, is there? There's drums. I think there's no bass on. No bass. Oh, I thought it was like an electronic. Which actually makes it perfect for for local H. Yeah, I think that the thing about When Doves Cry is that there was bass, and then he took out the bass and liked it better with no bass, Prince. Yeah. And so, no, Michael wasn't in the band back then. He wasn't in the revolution. He was a new power generation. And I don't actually know the answer as to whether they did When Doves Cry on any of the tours that he played on. Because Prince had so many songs, and he would like... He yeah. wasn't one of those guys who was like, oh, I need to play my hits every night. Right. He's like a Dylan. He'll be like, well, maybe you get it. Maybe you don't. Um, right. I know there was some, maybe it was like they, Michael joined right when the, the bat dance or whatever thing came out, yeah. I think. Yeah. And he said they would go through certain songs and like Prince would start a song and then just be like, throw his hand back to like cut it, you know, like he wouldn't give everybody the full taste. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Oh, Michael is telling me a story today. He's like, man, we Prince, what do you say? Prince played on Leno in like 09 or something like that. And Bill Paxton was a guest. And Michael's like, I saw the sign down there and I walked down there and he's like, I opened or the door was open. So I walked in and I was like, Hey, I'm such a big fan and whatever. <laughs> he's like, you should have seen the look on Bill Paxton's face. He's like, he thought I came in there to like beat him up or something. And later on, he's like, he heard the door shut and the guy yelling, he's like, don't let anybody in here. He's like, <laughs> somebody could have like beat me up or something. Um, I forget what he said after that. I don't know. Michael's got so many great stories. Yeah, he's people liked. love Gabe's quote from, I don't know if it was last week or. What'd you say, Gabe? What did I say? He said, I knew we were talking to Michael Bland, but I didn't know it was Michael Bland. Michael Bland. Bland. <laughs> That's pretty good. What is really delicious, and Scott will probably cut this out, but the uh, Soul Asylum Camp always gets the new flavors of the LaCroix. So it's my favorite thing to steal from their cooler. So what flavor is that? <laughs> it is the hibiscus. But there's a new one out, like a Raz berry or something but this is boring so. <laughs> for it is i gotta go grab my water i'll be right back get that water and your whiskey all right gabe it's just me and you gmp1 <laughs> and gmp2 you are gmp2 i don't think people understand and maybe you shouldn't should cut this out too but yeah you should uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yes sir so you have I, uh, a show tomorrow night no, we're actually oh. off, but oh. we have a hell drive to, not a hell drive. I keep saying it, but the last drive was worse. We got about 10 and a half hours to get to Huntsville, Alabama. You so, going to go all the way? No, usually we go about seven or eight hours. That's about as long as you can stand in the van. You know, you can't lay yeah. down. You just, you're like, all right, I listen to all the music I want to listen to. Or, you know, we check out a lot of different stuff, but. You just kind of get stir crazy, you know. Right. What are you in the same place? In the van this week. Oh boy, um, been doing some mixes. I kind of do a Spotify thing and play one record. But today we did, you know, the usuals, some Pink Floyd. We did a little Chris Christopherson, the Austin sessions when we were leaving Austin. Um, I put it on this instrumental band that I've been getting into. They're called Neos. I think they're from like finland or something they were a two-piece and they're instrumental but 
sometimes I like that stuff. I'm not a big lyric guy, and Scott makes fun of me because I do screw up lyrics to songs all the time, but I think it's funny. No misfits. Man, Scott is... Did you guys hear that notification that keeps going off? That's the credit card? Yeah. <laughs> it's just blang, <laughs> blang, blang, Venmo, credit card, Venmo, credit card. So, uh, Scott, you're doing a great job out there. Some guy Report. says, um, Silverchair, Silverchair rules. I love their last three albums more than their earlier albums. You know, that is a hot topic because not a lot of people like or admit they like that band, but I love that band. I mean, right. Daniel Johns is a little crazy now, but I mean, the drummer and the bass player, Ben and Chris, are, I don't know, I grew up on watching them play. They were kids when I was a kid and just seeing them be able to do stuff like that. It was inspiring. And their records did get better. I mean, they worked with David Bottrell, who does like all the tool stuff and Van Dyke Parks, like arranging the symphonic stuff. Like, wow. I don't know. It's great. That. Yeah. They had what's, a lot of access to it. Cool what's stuff. wrong with Daniel Johns now? What, what do you mean he's crazy now? I mean, he did this solo project called the dissociatives. And that was kind of more like dream poppy stuff with like the keyboard player they had. And then he got into something. I think he divorced Natalie and Brulia, like got even more skinny. And then he got like a big tattoo across his neck called dream saying says dreams or something. But that was like his new industrial techno kind of thing. And I'm like, Oh, you're kind of losing me, man. (laughs) I don't know, Gabe, you, you hung out with those guys. Well, on that tour, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We did two two stints with them. We we um, I think it was during Hemp Visited. We did uh, like three shows with them on the East Coast during their quick rise when they were just coming out, and uh, everybody in the crowd was like a fourteen year old girl. Yeah, we were all <laughs> in our mid to late twenties, and we're like, oh, we, whoa, this this is a little weird. Yeah, but uh, and then a couple years later, we did a full tour with them, and it was like you know bigger. Yeah. But the crowd was not all 14 year old girls. There were still guys and stuff. So it was a little different, but yeah. Uh, Wasn't the screaming at those shows like louder than the music? Cause it was just shrill teen, teenage girls just yes. going crazy for Daniel Johns. Was right. that, I mean, I, well, go ahead. I don't know if you, Scott may cut this out, but there was a, a, when Daniel turned 18 at the Aragon ballroom in Chicago, Mm-hmm they had an after party in the backstage area and there was a little adult activity going on back there. <laughs> oh, I, I remember hearing like they would mess with you mess with each other. I know like they had male dancers come out or something when they were playing. Is that the well, that second was, that, tour? Well, that was the end of the tour. You know, you're always playing jokes on each other at the end of the tour. Yeah. Uh, that was in San Francisco where they, they hired some male strippers to come on stage <laughs> during high five. And there's video of that. I know I saw it. It's pretty hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. One of the, one of the dudes got right in front of Joe and like stripped down almost, almost all the way. And it was pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. They were cool kids, you know? Yeah. And then when we went to Australia, I think they come out, they came out to one of the shows when we played down there on the last, the big party tour. Yeah. It was the, the super Jesus tour down there. And uh, super Jesus. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, I remember we were digging through all the stuff when we did the garage sales and I found all the old pictures. I think you already had the one where you guys were all hanging on silver chair and something after a show and Paul Massaro and yeah. everybody else is there. 
little taste of history. We don't have as many pictures back then because nobody had iPhones. So right. it's just a camera and a 30 millimeter for stuff, but we got some pictures of back then. Yeah. I still got like, I don't know, a stack of something at the space. Cause I was mailing stuff out to people for a little bit, but boy, that got tough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Gabe. I got a system. You're smart. Sometimes I even get the rec- the, the orders right. Here's one. From, here's a comment from the um, first road report. It says Ryan seems like such a nice guy. Scott must bully him nonstop. I can't <laughs> wait for more of these shows with Ryan. Well, you just got me this time, kid. Yeah. Uh, We're both nice fellas. And Cindy, I think, was reacting to you and Scott towards the end of the episode, and she said, "Daddy and mommy don't fight." <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fair <laughs> do we have any way of doing a live show where people can comment as we're talking I, wouldn't you do it from like facebook live or instagram or something yeah we could we could we could i think broadcast this thing or make this people do it on the, the cold zoom. manor all the time we could make the zoom session like public i guess as it's going live i think so because scott was talking about doing tonight from the merch booth yeah and i was like dreaming of like you know people coming up buying a t-shirt and like saying something on the podcast i thought that would have been funny but i think it would be that's a good idea but i also think (laughs) there would be a lot of like what i can't hear you or like you know maybe you would knock it over because he gets busy out there and it's like you know we sit he'll set it out and he'll just be like a what do you just just like a twisting thing back and forth and just hanging it and doing it and sometimes the merch booth is like far off and sometimes it's like right by the stage. So that's yeah. when he really doesn't like it. would have to like be it. a night where the merch booth is far away. Look who just got here. Whoa. Scott just hey. got in here. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll hand it over to Scott, but I'll still be here for a sec. All right. Thanks, Ryan. We had a great time with you. Hey, guys. Hey, how far away from the action are you? Because we can't hear Soul Asylum at all from Um, Soul Asylum. Hey, Ryan, could you open the door? You'll probably be able to hear Soul Asylum if Ryan opens the door. They just started Black Gold, which is really, I honestly thought I'd be done by the time that, I thought it would take me a half an hour, but they're almost done. It's Black Gold. It's really frustrating. Pretty much they're all set. Ryan, you want to open that door so they can hear Black Gold? I don't know. We've been recording for an hour and 15 minutes. I know. And I'm going to cut all of this shit out. <laughs> we might get five minutes worth of stuff. Did you open the door? I did, but it's the house music, not the sound. All right. Story. Well, let me paint a picture for you. Uh, they're yeah. playing Black Gold right now. Right. <laughs> and and there was some... Oh, my God. It was it was a good merch night, Gabe. Do you go back after Soul Town was over, too, or No. Uh, I will go back after Soul Asylum, but Jesus Christ, he, it was one of those lines where you look at it and, you, and our plan was to come off stage and let the line sit for a few minutes and talk to you guys. And then uh, I went out there and the line just kept getting longer and longer. And there's this thing that people like, you know, it's smart because they look at the line like, fuck that. I'm not getting in that line. That line's too long. And then some people like this guy just came up to me just now. And he wanted to be our band photographer. And it was just kind of like, I got to go. I, I can't do this any longer. But they also, they'll want to wait until two people and then want to come up and talk. You know, so you never have an idea when the line is over. 
because there's always somebody coming. And this sounds churlish. I know it's like, well, you know, whining that you sold a lot of merch, but I just wanted to talk to you guys, you know, basically. So it was, it was tough. Well, we appreciate it. Been talking about. Well, we're burnt out now. We've been talking to Ryan for an hour and a half. All right, good night. <laughs> I'm not you, but I try. Yeah. Well, the good thing about this is that um, I get to pick the edits. So after we discuss, that's all we discuss. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. I mean, it's just, this should probably stuff. just be a Ryan episode because well, it sounds like know. to Is me like it's interesting stuff on there. Well, I doubt, doubt it, but I mean, but you know, at least, at least the time is there. <laughs> I did. I'll tell you what I did say. I did talk to Gabe at the beginning of the episode and I don't know if you're going to want to keep this stuff or not. I start. I, I revealed that, um, that people who listen to the podcast on the day it comes out are hearing it a different version than people who hear it the second day it comes out. And then right. Well, that last podcast day. was so horrible and insufferable. It was like, <laughs> you know, it's like some people got to hear the, the full Monty, but you know, that, that's not the kind of thing that can go down in history. You know, we, we, we have to scrub that kind of history. But the thing about it was when I called, uh, that shark a pussy for not eating that dog. And you were so offended that I used the word pussy. And so we decided to bleep it. We decided to bleep it. But the thing about it is the bleep makes it sound like I'm using a much worse word than pussy. Cause I don't think pussy is that bad of a word, but the it's not- word that it sounds like I was saying is much worse. Are you talking about the word cunt? No, cunt's fine. Oh, I'm talking so about the F word. What are you imagining? I'm talking about the F word. Not fucker. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I didn't think of that. I'm talking about Matt Damon's favorite word. Uh, all right, so this is, what do you get? Oh, you're going to get a, what was that purple, that Thunderstruck? We should order a Thunderstruck. Okay, and what kind of food to, are you going to get? I'm going to probably get uh, enchiladas or one of these. They got enchiladas, gay. He said it's Texican, though. <laughs> Gabe, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What's amplified shrimp? All right. that? That's the stuff on the They're all, they're all musical jokes. Yeah, it's like six yeah. or seven shrimp on a slot. That doesn't sound good to me. What about... Uh, I guess I could get the Zydeco. I, none of it really sounds that good, though. It's crazy. Hungry. We should get some, you just don't appreciate a good music pun. You're getting enchiladas? Or the chicken sandwich or the cheeseburger. What kind of case? What kind of stuff's in the quesadilla? See, now this is a good Bob podcast. Tortilla, jack cheese, Mexican romulan on the side, and chicken or steak. Can I get it without chicken? Do with shrimp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. So I recorded a couple snippets out there, uh, so maybe we can put that in there, and okay. we can get like a sort of. A thing and once they're done i can record some more snippets uh it's gonna sound like shit it's gonna sound on the phone so hi hi do you take cards yes i do okay i want to see a picture with you okay for, for a card yeah brought the dogs <laughs> he did oh thank you dogs nice come here thank you he's cute honey honey yeah Dogs at the merch booth. I don't know. How was it talking to Ryan? Great.
what's going on, Gabe? And Gabe is like completely. I, I just drove nine hours to get to Florida because I'm hanging out here for a day. Right. A little tired, but. So we should redo the episode tomorrow is what you're trying to say. No, we got, we got some gold here. But I got good. some gold. I got some gold got here. Some you black said, gold. Listen, what's up? She's going to check about the quesadilla. Okay. The guys. And if, if that's a problem, I can do that's cheese. A, I don't think that goes to us. What's that? So here's a total of all the expenses. I'm like, well. No, we'll let Janine <laughs> deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> read that. Please read that into the microphone. I want to hear all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gabe, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the Tex-Mex food is amazing. Amazing. It is, it is good. Amazing. It is good. I got nothing bad to say about it. It's so good. And they know what they're doing with their refried beans. They know how to do all this stuff. But you're saying that the Southern food isn't far enough south to get good again. You're in a you're in a morass. What? Oh. A morass. <laughs> you got more my ass fa- where you are. My family you. came here from through Texas and my history. So I think I have a good taste of good Mexican food from Texas. And when we went. So you, you, you're going to you're going to play the family Texas. race card on me this time. No, no, no. You've, you've been waiting <laughs> to do this. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. Before we get too far, you sent me this tweet that somebody sent from Richard Lima. Yes. And it said. DSL, that's you. You should be nicer to local Gabe. I also thought you were. That's stupid. you. Hey, John. Not stu- we are not stupid people. So what's going on here? Does everybody think you're too too rough on me? What's going no, on? Here's the. Qu- I was going to save this for the next episode. No, let's get let's get it There's right no now. Saving. Let's get it out. Yeah. And I think we should save this for the next episode. But uh, and I've been wondering this. I think a lot of people think that I'm a bully when it comes to everybody, <laughs> but especially when it comes to you. And uh, they also don't understand how you needle back at me. And we tried to discuss this before, um, <laughs> but but it's it's tough. It's tough. But uh, but yeah, this guy, he's like, you should be nice to the local Gabe. I also, do you know this guy, Gabe? I don't think so. He doesn't ring a bell. Richard, okay. whatever he is. He, he, he's listened to a few episodes. He's he's cool. But he's like, I also thought you were saying, hey, John, we are not stupid people. And I'm just kind of like, so I texted him back. I'm not texted, but tweeted him back. I was like, fine, you're not stupid people, but you are fodder for the next episode. You know, <laughs> I mean, That's he was just so offended. Like, this was a thing. Like, we are not stupid people. So, Gabe, you are the the we are not stupid people's leader right now, if 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 you're done with that. But but I can feel a rising tide of people that are like wanting to take me down. And it's all because of you, Gabe. Well, it probably has to do with you being a huge Chipotle fan and me blanching underneath that. But here's the other thing, guys. All right. Uh, more importantly than Gabe is I want to apologize to Justine about the way I made her sound <laughs> last week because she was not happy. Well, what? not happy because I made her sound like a bit of a monster, you know, like she hates women. Like, you know, she like stomps around all day cursing Beyonce and, and stuff like that. And all she cares about is money. And that was wrong. She's not like that at all. And uh, even if it, she hadn't yelled at me, I, I would, uh, you know, listening to it, I, I realized it was bad. You were going to say something, Ben. Well, I was going to say, I was surprised that that made the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never make that mistake again is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I was only joking. And I think we all know that, right? Which leads me back to, to Gabe. It's like, 
that's the way we talk to each other. And I know this sounds like a, you know, abuser talk, but I mean, that is the way that Gabe and I talk to each other. And it doesn't sound right to some people. Um, but Gabe, do you feel bullied? I don't feel bullied because I feel like I can, I can uh, hold my own here in a, in a conversation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I just don't, I don't feel bullied. I don't. Somebody was complaining about you bullying Ryan in the last episode. Oh yeah. I yeah, know somebody like that's basically here. It comes like, I never should have done this podcast because it's like, you're a bully, but you know, fuck those people and fuck Ryan and fuck Gabe. The <laughs> thing that really bothers me is if it, it upset Justine. And I mean, the thing is, is like, she's been working on the house and you know, a few shows at the beginning there, the shows were canceled. So I came home and there was all this new stuff in the bathroom that she had like made plants and, and, uh, and shelves and, you know, and, you know, the bathroom where I used to do my podcasting, which it looked like shit. Now it looks wonderful. Right. And she knew I'd be exhausted coming home. So she lit a bunch of candles, poured all this Epsom salt into a hot bath. You know, she poured me some. Well, I poured myself some whiskey. She doesn't do everything. Uh, and it was just fucking relaxing. You know, it was wonderful. Right. Well, she knows that when she pours you whiskey, you don't tip her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and so I'm all relaxed and it's totally what I needed. And I nearly doze off. And I can faintly hear Justine in the other room playing with our dog, Karen. And then I can hear the plane getting louder. So I'm ready to get out of the tub anyway. Uh, plus my curiosity, but what's going on in the other room, it's, it's getting the best of me. So I go in there and this is so cute. Justine is sitting on the living room floor and she's got a jar of mayonnaise and a big bowl of blood sausage in front of her. And Karen is trying to get at the blood sausage because I guess she was hungry or something. I mean, she did look a little thin and Karen is trying to get the blood sausage and Justine just keeps batting her away. And each time she did it, Karen would let out this adorable, like little yelp, like, oh, oh, <laughs> Karen. She was so upset. It was hilarious. And after about two hours of this, the mayonnaise and the blood sausage is all gone, you know, because Justine ate it all. She's got a terrific metabolism. That's one of the great things about her. So the sausage is all gone. And Justine just kept batting Karen away in the nose. And she's howling with laughter. And this goes on for another hour or so. I don't know. I went to bed. So I don't even remember what the point of the story was, but I just want to apologize about making Justine sound like a monster. She is not. She's a beloved and loving member of the household. Karen and I would be lost without her. So just had to get that out there. But it also sounds like you've got the makings of mayonnaise and malaise part two. Well, you know, Karen probably deserved it. You know, Justine has her reasons, you know, uh, it's tough. You know, she probably somebody probably didn't tip her well at work. So she came home and took it out on the dog. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Oh, is that for me? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it over. Thank you. Is that a quesadilla? Thank you. I got a question for Scott. Okay, this has been on my mind all day. And I've been thinking we're doing the podcast tonight. I'm going to ask him. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I've been on a car's kick for the last week. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm a little younger than you, but I, I can appreciate the car. We know. Boy, that's a constant refrain. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it t- till I die because I'll always be younger, like almost a year and a half. Except that when you die before me. 
Well, it's he'll still always 50, be 50 chance that I'll die before you. If you die before him, then you might be younger at some point. Is it 50 50? Oh, that's right. If I die before him, so that's a good reason to die before you. It but 50 50 that you're going to die before him? I guess, yeah, I guess those are the odds. Who's going to die yes. first? Yes, but I'm not going to bet it. I'm just saying it, it's it's either yes or no. I'll die before you. Why? I heard you love Deadpool's. <laughs> yeah, I heard you love doing it out. I heard heard you loved betting against your friends on Deadpool's. You ghoul. No, I didn't put Herb <laughs> in the pool. He was in a pool that I was part of. Yeah, I didn't yeah, put Herb in there. Story. Okay, this is probably about, me. This is probably me bullying Gabe right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, you did a record. You did Pick of the Cats with Roy Thomas Baker. And Go on. He's he's famous for doing a lot of great records. And he had his hand on the car's first couple albums, like all the That's right. So how much of that rubbed off on pack of the cast? Like, did you pull, did you pull him in and say, Hey, I got to have this sound anywhere. Like, cause I'm telling you those cars hits just keep coming. I'm trying to figure out, did he have a big hand in that? Tell me something about Roy Thomas Baker and the well, car. It's really funny. Cause mm, quesadilla is delicious. It's really funny because uh, the other day, Michael Bland was talking to me about those Cars demos. He's like, Scott, have you listened to those Cars demos? I'm like, I don't think I ever have. He's like, they're there. You know, basically saying that the songs were there. They didn't sound as great until Roy got there, but just the content was there. Now, have you listened to those demos, Gabe? I did. I listened to them. The song- you agree with him? I agree. The songs are there. It's just a different, you know, it's a raw version without the bells and whistles. Right. But it's, it's funny because we, I swear to God, we were talking about that. And then maybe like the next day or two hours later, you texted me talking about the cars. And I went up to him. I was like, is this weird? He's like, yeah, it's a little weird. He's like, there's something in the air. <laughs> so we got to get you talking to Michael about this, but he's on stage right now. So I'm not going to bother him. Does he have a connection with Roy Thomas Baker or the cars? I don't think so. I think he just likes the cars. Everybody likes the cars. Who doesn't like the cars? It's, it's ridiculous. Yes. But I went, I, I was talking about how I don't like Mutt Lang cars, like heartbeat city. It's not for me. <laughs> is that past anything past shake it up? Right. I mean, after, after that's that past shake it up, that is, um, that's, um, drive and drive and magic. Uh, Magic. Yeah, that's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not garbage. You know, it's not garbage. Because were, it, at some point during the pandemic, I found myself listening to all those Cars albums for the first time in like 25 years. But the early ones, right? Yeah. Like Candio and shit like I that. I went through the whole dis- discography and I was like, whoa, they really hit a wall at Heartbeat yeah. City. They're great. Yeah. My favorite thing about those records is how loud the toms are. Yes, Nobody the, does that. The electronic toms? They're not electronic, dude. They're real toms. It was just that they're pushed. They're so loud. You're like, this sounds weird. Let me ask you this, though. Who who was the lead singer? Was it Ben Orr or was it Rick Ocasio? Or was it either? It was both, but Who's I would the have lead to. lead singer? John Lennon or Paul McCartney? There you go. Thank you. Yeah, but it's Lennon George and Harrison. McCartney. It's Lennon and McCartney, but Rick Ocasio wrote 90% of those songs. So. Yeah, but Ben Orr sang 50% of them. How is that possible? Is it because just- <laughs> have you ever seen Ben Orr? Ben Orr was like Robin Zander. He was mind meltingly hot. That's the reason that Rick Ocasek gave him the lead vocal. Yeah. Woo. What are you going to do? 
But who, his voice who, who, who do you think people want to see more. sing those songs? Rick Ocasek <laughs> or Ben Orr? I don't care what Paulina Poroskova says. Just, ben Orr is hotter. Did you guys see... I know the the cars always had a reputation among yeah. my friends. I never saw them live, but they always, I always, they always heard they were deadly boring live because all they did was like recreate the album. I've heard that too, and and I saw them, um, and it was not my favorite show ever. But I saw I, them maybe I saw them on TV maybe the year before Rick Ocasek died. They were on like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show or yeah. something like that. And some, uh, Todd Rundgren was playing them, right? No, Rick Ocasek. All right, I gotta go do merch again. Here. Oh man, I'm just gonna eat. You're gonna eat and talk. Already? How much do we got? Because I don't think we're gonna make it until when you're done. Well, just finish up. All right, so I'll see you guys later. All right. I gotta go sell some more merch. He's going to sell more merch. Oh, okay. Can we say can we say goodnight now then? Yeah, we can if you want. Because I just got my food. Well, and there you, won't did be anything a lot happen? Of interesting chewing. What's happened to you since the last time we saw you, Ryan? So I went out to pack up the rest of our stuff. Did um, you pack up the cats or just the equipment? Just the equipment, babe. Uh, there was a fan out there that wanted to buy me a shot of tequila. His name is uh, Jeb. He's a peach. He doesn't live Jeb too Bush? far away. Nope. Better. A better Jeb. I'm Jeff just going to start making campaign signs that just say a better Jeb. A better Jeb. I <laughs> uh, got me a shot of tequila and helped me put my stuff together i mean the te- try to te- tequila did so now we should probably and <laughs> i haven't eaten anything yet i'm starving i'm wasting away all right well you go eat what are you guys gonna do you gonna go put some delicious stuff on your 77 i'm oh, gonna yeah. prepare to I'm gonna... okay what? you got more people without my mask you should wear this oh. there it is mask of zorro here going to back merch <laughs> Um, yeah, and also Solacide. Oh yeah, dial dial it in at the crisp 4K resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think we should probably end because those guys are going to come back here and start. What the hell are you guys doing in our backstage? <laughs> you smelling the place up? She said, "I know the drummer. Can you let me in?" Tell the guitar player I bought 